You have found the Behind the Lines podcast presented by BetMGM for the NFL in week number six. My name is Steven Andres, managing editor at thelines.com, joined each and every week on this show by Christian Cipollini, the team lead on the sports trading desk over at BetMGM. In this episode, we will look back at the week that was betting in week five in the NFL, the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses. We will also look ahead to the early week lines for week six over at BetMGM, touch on some of the big storylines around the NFL from a betting perspective, and Christian and I will try and soldier through after a completely heartbreaking Game 2 loss by the Philadelphia Phillies on Monday night, Christian. (laughs) You just had to talk about it, huh? (laughs) You know, I'm just trying to put the pod in a good frame of mind to start, not want to be too depressed or anything, and uh, yeah, that was brutal, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how we're supposed to work today as Phillies fans. Yeah, awesome game, but it was awful, and I hated it. <laughs> Meanwhile, our senior writer, Mo Nawara, the Braves fan, is uh, has gone from talking about rebuilding the franchise in the third inning to now thinking he's got the best <laughs> team in history all over again. So congrats to Mo. We'll see you back in Philadelphia for the continuation of Red October. All right, Christian, let's go back to the NFL here and uh, – and week five, public win or public loss overall? Yeah, we took it in the chin this week for sure. This was a wow. public winning week. Yeah, yep. Uh, not, honestly, not many games that we did too well on. There was a couple, but most of them we got smacked around. I believe that is the first public win Correct. of the yes. NFL season. Yes, yes, for us, yes. That was our first first losing week we've had. All right. Well, BetMGM drops to four and one on the season. Public up to one and four. Even in the sportsbook streets, there can be an upset from time to time. All right. So, with that being said, Christian, what were some of the biggest public wins in week number five? Like I said, most of them, but the Saints, (laughs) the Lions, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the 49ers, all of them. A lot of public money on one side. Didn't win any of them. Bengals, Chiefs, 40 Dolphins. Sounds like all of those were favorites except for the Saints. Yep. Yeah, all of them would have been, yeah. There you go. Public likes, likes favorites. I'm, I'm utterly shocked by that. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's how it <laughs> usually goes. And the, there is, the only two that, that really ended up doing well for us was the London game early. That one was good. We thought we were off to a good week. Uh, and then last night actually ended up being okay. We were taking a little bit of split money, but because it ended up being under and, and not a lot of player props hitting, uh, it ended up being our second best game of the week. So that was a little yeah. bit of a surprise because we were about even money on that game, but yeah, helped out. So those were a couple of the, the public losses there going in. So, okay, well, congratulations to the public. Uh, don't lose it all in week number six, and we'll get started here on those early week lines at BetMGM, and we will start – With Thursday night football, Travis Kelsey questionable for this one for the Kansas City Chiefs, hosting Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, who are once again very close to being a dumpster fire. Yeah, and I'm sure the book will be rooting for the Broncos this week. I don't think we're going to get many bets on them. The Chiefs are 10.5 favorites at home with a 48-point total. I will at least mention that on our sister podcast, Beat the Closing Number, with Eli Hershkovich and Mo Nawara, they broke down this game extensively on Monday. Eli has already put in a bet for this game on Broncos plus 10.5. Um, 
he's not shy when it comes to backing underdogs. So I would go check out that podcast to hear his reasoning why he's backing Denver, uh, despite the fact that their defense is not great and they're facing perhaps the best quarterback of all time. So uh, very interesting bet for sure from Eli on that one. And Mo also said he may be betting that as well, but parlaying it with the over, uh, you can hear his logic why on that one. Uh, let's move ahead here. We do have another London game this week, Christian, but the Jags get to come home after two weeks across the pond. So now we have the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites here on this neutral site with a 40-point total. This line's been kind of bouncing around that key number of three a little bit in the in the first 48 hours this has been open, correct? Yeah, yeah, and I think it'll probably continue to trend that way. I mean, there's some definitely some things going back and forth, but always around that key number. We're always bouncing around. I've already had some conversations early in the week here with my Megapod co-host, Matt Brown, after his rant about the uh, handicapping of trends with the Steelers and Ravens game last week and the Steelers still somehow finding a way to cover that spread. I'll just say stay tuned to the Megapod on Friday. We're going to have a thing or two to say about that game and the Ravens playing in London this week against the Tennessee Titans. I'll just leave it at that what we call a tease in the business all right let's move ahead here to the one o'clock eastern time kickoffs christian for week number six commanders at falcons falcons are two and a half point favorites at home with a 42 point total vikings bears vikings are two and a half point favorites on the road here with a 46 point total seahawks Bengals, Bengals are two and a half point favorites at home 46 point total 49ers Browns 49ers are five and a half point favorites on the road with a 38 and a half point total Panthers Dolphins Dolphins are 13 and a half point favorites at home 48 point total Colts Jags Jags are four and a half point favorites 46 point total and the last of the one o'clock Saints Texans Saints are one and a half point favorites on the road with a 41 and a half point total so this is the first week really of the season that we've seen some weather start to come into play. And of course it's in Cleveland, the city that seems to get more weather related issues when it comes to handicapping games than any other. So I do want to ask you about that in general, because we've already seen this total come crashing down a little bit from a, a number in the low forties. Now we're past 39 down 38 and a half and your spot and other spots. So my question to you is, how much of that in the early week is just low limit betters coming in and trying to get as much as they can on an under when they know weather's involved. And we also have the Deshaun Watson situation on top of it. And how much of that is just you guys as the book, seeing the weather and adjusting it down yourself. Uh, yeah. So it's a little bit of both. Um, and then it's always funny because then come Sunday, people will wake up and they will see that it's rainy and windy and then they'll start trying to bet the unders then. And it'll still shade down a little bit more, but most of the edge is gone by then. Like you said, this number was in the forties and it's already dropped down to 38. You could even see it more on Sunday if that's, what's going to end up happening. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll take some sharp action when we put up those numbers and then, you know, we'll take a look at the weather as well. A week out's a bit harder to predict, but um, yeah, when we start seeing that action and then looking at the weather, we'll, we'll adjust with it. I mean, these adjustments that everybody, we're, we're, the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, we're talking about adjustments being made five days before a game. And obviously 
meteorology has come a long way since you know our parents were young and betting on games but um it, it doesn't mean that the weather is going to be and the forecast is going to be completely correct all the time there are times i've seen where there's been a huge adjustment down on a total and then sunday comes around and the and the forecast is greatly improved and if you're paying attention to that well then you can come back the other side and bet the over now, it doesn't happen all the time at this point most of the time the, the forecast is correct five days out but from time to time that happens so um it's just something to keep in mind that a lot of this is just forecasting not just from the you know weather forecast but also from a sports betting forecast of which way the number's going to go so um yeah and, right there. and a lot of times on those sundays sometimes those numbers get bet down too far and then you'll see in the game the weather didn't end up being you know that much of a factor and the game ends up going up over by you know five six points so yeah i think you make a great ways. point like the the adjustment comes early in the week and perhaps anything coming later in the week closer to kickoff is an overreaction at that point right yeah a lot of times for sure yeah interesting solid stuff uh I also want to ask you about the 49ers after the incredible performance they had biggest blowout of the Cowboys in 49ers history. Number one team in the power ratings now from a gambling perspective. Yeah, we right now on the future side, we definitely have them as the favorite and they've taken a bit of a leap over the other teams in that like, tier one, you'd call them. Um, they've, they've taken a little bit of a sizable lead. I mean, they've looked by far the best team uh, throughout the throughout the season so far um mostly taking care of business in most of the games they've played so, so if, yeah, it makes sense if the 49ers were an afc team would we see this much of a gap between them and the next best team in the odds because i wonder if the gap in the super bowl futures is as much about the nfc being an easier path a lot of that is for sure but they would still be the favorite at this point just because of the way that they have played they they would look like they would still have the number one in the AFC or the NFC, but for sure, a lot of that plays into the fact that it it's really looking like at this point them and the Eagles, just because they you know they took care of the Cowboys. But outside of the Eagles, Cowboys, uh, the Lions in there too. You know, the rest of the NFC is going to be pretty beatable, especially for the 49ers. I have bumped the Cowboys down to my number four team in the NFC, and I have bumped the Lions up to number three, slightly ahead of the Cowboys. Uh, just to put a bow on this, the 49ers are the first team in Super Bowl futures at BetMGM to dip below 4-1. to one. They are now at plus 375. The Chiefs follow behind at plus 550. The Eagles, the solid third choice at 7-1. to one. And then we get into kind of the 8-1 uh, the to 1 to 15-1 to one range with the likes of the Bills, Dolphins, Cowboys, Lions. So uh, that's where futures stand right now to win the Super Bowl at bet mgm okay christian let's move forward here now to the late window of games in week number six in the early week lines over at bet mgm you have four games in the four o'clock slate uh patriots at the raiders raiders are three point favorites at home 41 and a half point total cardinals rams rams are six and a half point favorites at home 48 point spread eagles jets eagles are six and a half point favorites on the road with a 42 point total and then Lions Bucks, where the Lions are three point favorites on the road for the forty four point total. Eagles game is interesting to me. Uh, I haven't quite, I haven't quite bet that yet. Um, we're at minus six and a half, I believe you said. You know, this is yeah. a, kind of a similar. It, it's a little bit more expensive than what we saw when the Eagles played at the Bucks 
on Monday night a few weeks ago when it was more like five. Um, it's certainly more expensive than at the Rams where we saw the Rams were about, you know, four, four and a half in that game. Then again, it's still Zach Wilson against a pass rush that can get pressure without blitzing. So um, might be a spot where I, I back the Eagles here. I think they are not quite in the form that what we saw last year. Most notably, the passing defense has taken a big step back in my mind. Uh, and the Rams had a couple of close calls where they, you know, could have come and, and covered that number on Sunday. A, a missed what would have been a 62-yard touchdown, a 2-2 at well if the ball and the timing was just a little bit better in the fourth quarter. Uh, so I, I think the Eagles are definitely, a, as of right now at least, should be the second team behind the 49ers. Uh, but I still give them an arrow up to get to where they could possibly be a lot closer with the 49ers here moving forward. So new coordinators, it's going to take time, and they've looked so awful that they're still undefeated. So, <laughs> I mean, let's keep yeah. that in perspective as well, right, Christian? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've looked a bit shaky, but it looks like they're playing at like almost like a 65, 70% of what they probably could be, but you haven't seen it yet. So that Jets defense is definitely really good, but I think the obviously Zach Wilson and that defense getting to him, having him make tough and quick decisions is probably going to be the X factor in that one. I would much rather have great talent and needing the coaching to adjust versus not having enough talent and having the coaching do everything they can. Um, yeah. I think we're seeing a perfect example of that with one of the teams playing on Sunday night, Christian, the New York Giants, who has a great head coach by all accounts and just doesn't have the talent, and they're a huge underdog to the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night. Give us the opening numbers on that one as well as Monday night football, if you would, please. Yeah, so Bills are 14-point favorites at home there on Sunday night with a 44.5-point total. And then on to Monday night, Cowboys again in prime time. Cowboys are two-point favorites on the road against the Chargers uh, with our highest total of the week at 51. Monawara and I are in sync with the spread of this Sunday night football game and the way we're thinking about it. If we can get over two touchdowns, we're going to at least think about it because the Bills' defense is decimated. And is this a game where the Bills are really going to be interested in running it up like they did against the Dolphins? Uh, they're extremely injured on defense to the point where if they were playing a team that was more competitive than uh, the Giants, I'd be concerned about them getting upset again this week. I don't think they're going to lose to the Giants. However, it's possible if the Giants can get at least, I don't know, below average offensive line play as opposed to historically bad offensive line play then they can at least maybe score on on the Bills defense that just is ravaged on the back end in the passing in the passing defense game. So um and then the the Cowboys Chargers game is interesting to me at least from a spread perspective here because despite the Cowboys getting absolutely demolished by the 49ers and having a loss to the Cardinals on their schedule this line hasn't moved much. It's really only moved about a half a point from the look ahead here, Christian. So uh, not a ton of adjustment here on the Cowboys, despite playing the Chargers, who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, are coming off of a yep. bye here. Long, long week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I guess it tells you a little bit about both teams there, because uh, you're right. I, I would have expected more uh, on the Chargers. I wouldn't be surprised if it starts swinging that way later in the week. Uh, but we haven't seen anything yet that's that's guided us in that in that way at the moment. So, 
And the Cowboys need to figure things out here because the schedule is not getting easier. They have at the Chargers this week, one of the best offenses in the league, and then a bye week. They do get the Rams after that who have Cooper Cup back now. And then they have the, the Eagles game. So if they're not careful here, I mean, the, the division race could be over in a heartbeat here pretty much. And they're stuck being the top wildcard team likely and having to go on the road for all three playoff games if they want to get to the Super Bowl. So the Cowboys have some things they need to figure out here and do it in a hurry. And I am not ruling out coming in here on the Chargers. And if I don't do that, I'm actually thinking about looking at Justin Herbert in the MVP market, Christian. If you look at his stats, he's quietly put together um, you know, seven touchdowns, one interception through the air and three more rushing touchdowns on the ground. So um, their defense is horrible. If they can get to like 12, 13 wins, I think it puts Herbert in the mix because he's, he would at that point have basically carried this team back to the postseason. Um, with that being said, I think, you know, if the Niners go 16 and one, then it might be one of their two stars, Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey winning this thing in the same way we, it would have been Jalen Hurts last year if he didn't get hurt. It's just hard to overcome a star player if they only lose one game in the regular season. I think you would probably agree with that. Yeah, I, the Chargers, he would be a much higher favorite if they weren't two and two and then also look like they could have been one and four or, you know, if, if they were sitting here sure. at three and one, uh, it's a different story for sure. And they looked better. It's some of it's that they look shaky. There's not a lot of confidence that they can get to that amount of wins. But you're right. If they do get to that number, he's for sure going to be in there because no one else has run away with this at all. Patrick Mahomes is a favorite and it's mostly because he's Patrick Mahomes, but even that, like he hasn't, he hasn't actually blown you away and it is hard to win it multiple times like that. So if someone else is playing well enough, the voters tend to stick to the newer person. Yeah. Four picks already for Patrick Mahomes through five weeks of the season. Uh, it does have the 10 touchdowns. Uh, if you look at the, the MVP odds right now, as we sit through five weeks of the season over at bet MGM, it is Mahomes at plus 350 at the top, followed by Tua at 5-1. to one. Jalen Hurts at 6-1. to one. Brock Purdy has skyrocketed from you know an 80-1 to one underdog up to 7-1 to one at this point. Josh Allen is 6-1 to one right there with Jalen Hurts as well, but his turnovers are piling up as well, and the losses are piling up a little bit here too. Christian McCaffrey at 14-1, to one, another long shot because the top of the board is dominated by quarterbacks coming into the season, so his price is, has shortened significantly. And then there's Justin Herbert sitting at 16 to one below that top tier of five names. So um, if I'm looking outside the top five, Herbert is certainly the name I would be looking at right now at this point because of the potential of that offense to be explosive and need to win games and shootouts with, with how poor their defense is. So uh, Christian, we thank you as always for the fantastic insight from behind the scenes over at bet MGM. I hope by this time next week, we are looking at the Phillies back in another NLCS. Time will tell. Yes, yes. Win or lose, win, <laughs> win or lose, smile or grimace, we will be back next week because we are professionals, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Best of luck betting this week in the NFL. For Christian Cipollini, I'm Steven Andrus. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time on Behind the Lines, presented by BetMGF.